Arthur Virgílio Alves Reis. His earliest boyhood memory was as much a recurring dream as it was the recollection of actual events. Yet he supposed, as the years went by and his life took its final shape, that he remembered it pretty much as it had happened. It came often, haunted him like the phrase of an old tune, perhaps because the occasion itself had marked his first venture into the tightly wound complexity of human existence, into the area of refined, obstinate truth where Alvis realized for the first time that everyone was not alike. The year was 1904, and he was eight years old. A Sunday morning in the spring. It seemed to Alvis that it was probably Easter. But every Sunday had been a dress-up, go-for-a-walk day. The family, turned out in its only finery, went to the church that morning. The glorious, magical church of San Joaquin, with its priceless gold altars and tons of brilliant lapis lazuli, and then for a long walk in the feathery weightlessness of the sunshine, through the fragrant streets of Lisbon, a promenade far from the dark, narrow street where his father's mortuary catered to the people who had to scrim enough together to launch a loved one into the great beyond. There was Alvis's faintly mustachioed mother, with her short legs thumping out the pace, his short, stringy father, the older son, who was afflicted with a squint, and young Alvis with the innocent eyes he would never outgrow. His father had once possessed a similar innocence and a small inheritance, both of which he lost in a slightly shady deal involving inferior cork. With what was left, he'd set himself up in a funeral parlor, scraped by with two warm black suits and a shiny pair of black shoes. He lived under a terrible strain that Alvis understood only much later, long after his father had died. Having once enjoyed a degree of status, however slight, the elder Heish had been forced to accept his own diminution, a particularly galling fate for a Portuguese invested with the customary measure of national and personal pride. Years later, he still saw his father cursing impatiently at his fate. By then, Alvis knew what had really been the trouble. There simply hadn't been enough money. 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 There was an air of excitement that Sunday, almost palpable, and a fresh, ceremonial flower bloomed in his father's buttonhole. His mother's flowered shawl fluttered transparently in the breeze. His brother peered anxiously through his thick, magnifying spectacles. His eyes floated like dark olives on either side of his broad nose. Block after block went by, past blue-tiled courtyard walls, skipping beneath a glassy pale blue sky, until finally his father pulled up abruptly uttered a brief exclamation, and gestured down what seemed to be only another pleasant avenue, tree-lined, coolly shaded, unremarkable. He pointed excitedly at the name of the street discreetly lettered on the pink courtyard wall of a large three-story house. Young Alvis was at a loss. This avenue, his father declaimed. 
with all its grand houses and fine trees. He swept his hand in a broad arc, building the suspense. Avenue Francisco da Silva Reis is named in honor of a great man, my sons.